Friends, obviously part of shepherding a parish is not just taking care of the spiritual things, but also looking out for the grounds and facilities. Like this morning, I was really worried because the snow plows were not here at like 945 and I was kind of freaking out. So you get caught up in these sorts of things. And of course, it's unenviable and we're not prepared for it in seminary. We don't take these sorts of courses. Pam has this great line that when she's consumed in some building question, she says, my master's in pastoral theology from Boston College did not teach me how to deal with this. But occasionally, the spiritual and the building converge. And this is a strange week of that. I was looking at our capital needs plan for the next five to 10 years for the parish. And one of those things is replacing the parking lots. I know you can't see the asphalt this morning, but the asphalt will need to be replaced in the next five to 10 years. And so I was looking at that and then I was struggling for a homily. And when I'm struggling for a homily, I often go to this English Greek New Testament I have to look at the Greek next to the English. And I was reading the gospel and I got to the line where Luke is describing why he wrote his gospel after he investigated everything anew. He said, I wanted to realize, I wanted you to realize the asphalia of your teachings. And it's translated the conviction of your teachings, the asphalia of your teachings. But of course, as you can imagine, the etymology is uh, connected to the, the English word for asphalt. The idea being uh, something that's um, uh, securely grounded, something that's firm, sort of a differentiated uh, rock roads or something in the ancient world. Right? So something that um, has a firm foundation, the asphalia of your teachings. I want you to be convicted with a stable foundation uh, of what it is that I write to you. And so I wanted to use that image, kind of looking at our readings today as how are we um, examining ourselves as a parish community, whether we're built on spiritual asphalt, right? A solid, a solid, secure foundation. And so the three readings, I think, present different aspects of that. The first is the first reading, which is as a parish community, are we devoted to and attentive to the word of God? Uh, Pope Francis has called this a number of years ago. He labeled this Sunday uh, the Sunday of the word of God throughout the world. And it's based on these readings, which are, are wonderful for from Nehemiah and then from the gospel of, of our commitment to focusing on the hearing of the word of God and whether it leads us to change our lives. Right? And so we get this great scene from Nehemiah, which of course is in some ways a foreshadowing of the liturgy of the word. They do all the same things we do. Right? They, they open up the scriptures. They read from the scroll. They give special treatment to the book, just as we carry the book around and sometimes we incense it and I kiss it at the end of the gospel. Right? We give special reverence to this book. And then the priest Ezra gives, gives up a homily, an interpretation of the text. And so this is a, a great reflection of, now it's, you're probably glad we don't live in that time because if you noticed it said, Ezra reads from the scroll from daybreak until midday. That's a long time. I don't know about you, but I thought the second reading was a little long today. It was, 
of two minutes. You know, I picked the long version, actually. Um, but daybreak to midday, they're reading from this scroll. But it's interesting, the reaction of the people. It says they, they fall prostrate, and they start weeping because they're convicted by the word of God. Something that they've heard says to them, we are not living up to the standard that the law is proposing. And we're not living up to the ideal of what we're hearing. And so they weep out of a kind of conviction and indictment of themselves. You see a different reaction on the road to Emmaus when the scriptures are opened for them by Jesus and, and the disciples uh, later reflect, were not our hearts burning within us when we heard him open the scriptures on, his, on the way? And I just wonder sometimes if we're that attentive to the scriptures. I don't know, I mean, I leave here, I have to focus on the scriptures, I have to preach on them. But sometimes even with that, I leave here just unfazed, indifferent. And I'm, I, I don't, that's not how the Israelites hear the scriptures. They, they're weeping out of conviction. The disciples are, are, their hearts are burning. Now what's interesting in the gospel, we don't hear the reaction to Jesus in the gospel to taking up the scroll and reading, but we'll hear it in next week's gospel, and it's kind of the opposite. They're enraged at what he's just done by interpreting the scriptures in light of himself. But sometimes I wonder if we're just bringing our preconceived notions every week to the scriptures and just imposing them on the scriptures and letting, instead of letting ourselves actually hear them and be transformed by them, to let our hearts be opened to let our hearts burn, to even weep out of a sense of, oh my gosh, I am not living up to what these scriptures are calling me to. One practice many Catholics have found helpful is to read the readings of the days or the week ahead of the Sunday. It's a really great practice that I encourage, right? To read the readings before you get here so that maybe you're not obsessed with the names and like what the heck's going on here, but you can actually just kind of let it seep in because you've already sort of looked at it a little bit. You've already examined it uh, a little bit. But are we convicted by the word of God? If I, I'd say if, if like once a month we don't leave here saying, man, something in those readings, like I've got to change. I've got to do something different. I'm not sure we're being as attentive to the word of God uh, as we should be. So one pulse on whether we're building our, our parish community on spiritual asphalt, right, spiritual solid footing, is how attentive I think we are as a parish community to the promptings of the Word of God and how much it's asking us to transform our lives. The second um, pulse, I would say, for a parish community on whether we're built on spiritual asphalt is whether we're living out the dynamics of the mystical body in the second reading. It's an incredible image that Paul gives us, right? That the dynamics within the body of Christ are supposed to, to mirror the, the makeup of the human body, right? And that no body part can monopolize the entire body. Everything is necessary for the entire structure and the full flourishing of the entire organism, right? Even the small parts have an essential role, right? That we're called to compensate when one member of the body is struggling, but not for the glorification of our own role, but rather for the sake of the whole. Right? These are such important lessons in any organization, 
right? In any teamwork dynamic, right, these lessons apply. But in the parish community, it's so real, right? It doesn't mean there's no structure, right? Paul ends this reading by saying, not all of you are called to be teachers, not all of you are called to be apostles, not all of you are called to be et cetera, et cetera, right? There is distinction, right? There's difference in the body. We might say the heart is more important than the big toe, right? But if you've ever stubbed your toe, like the toe kind of matters. I remember I broke my thumb in seminary and I thought I didn't do anything with my thumb. And then I tried to brush my teeth and it just didn't work. So I stopped brushing my teeth and I've resumed that. But it's like, you realize how little parts of the body, right, are important in the full functioning of the structure. So I wonder as a parish community, do we really believe that? Do we really believe we all have a part to play in the full flourishing of this community? Right, I've been thinking a lot lately, obviously with Pam's retirement in June and having to compensate for all the things that she's done for so long, like are we gonna be able to step up and to fill those roles, right? Because the body doesn't depend on one person, right? I've said this to the students before, like if I get reassigned tomorrow, like I want nothing about your faith to change, right? Nothing about your faith to change because I am not the body. Christ is the head and all of us are members of the body. And all of us are members of the body. And so I wonder as a parish community if we just assume everyone else is going to compensate for our uh, deficiencies. Or on the other side, we have too inflated a sense of our own contribution. That I can monopolize all different parts of the body. I can do it myself. I don't want to involve other people because that gets messy. So I'd rather do it all myself. And I fall into that I trap myself. Right? And so as, as a parish community, one of the signs, I think, of whether we're built on spiritual asphalt is whether we truly are living out the dynamics of, of the mystical body. The, finally, the final test, I would say, or criteria is from the gospel, whether we are a living um, out and caring for the material needs of people. You know, Jesus, um, in the gospel, uh, a Applies this this prophecy of Isaiah to himself, right? And it's it's to bring good news to the poor, it's to let the, the the captives go free, right? To release the prisoners, to forgive death, right? All of these things. And and there's a place for spiritualizing these things. Um, I remember when this gospel came up when I was doing prison ministry, the inmates all said, "Well, Father, it says to let the prisoners go free." You know, let's, let's apply this Jesus principle today. And I said, well, I'm not sure that's exactly what he means. Uh, and I don't have the authority to do that, so I'm just going to leave the situation right now. Um, it's like there, there is a, a role for that it's spiritual captivity. And, but at the same time, especially in Luke's gospel, the gospel of the poor, right? We cannot over-spiritualize this. Right? That we are called, as a, in, in, in this parish community, to care for the material needs of people, to alleviate some of the material suffering that people encounter. Right? James says it in his letter. He says, if you don't take care of the body, it's like when you say, I'm going to take care of your soul, it just doesn't mean that much. 
And because until people have their basic bodily needs met, it's hard to have the freedom to pursue the higher spiritual goods, to cultivate the life of the soul unless one has the basic uh, material bodily uh, necessities. And so I think as a parish community, we do a great job of this. We could always do better, of course. Um, but that, that, that sermon that Jesus gives, right, interpreting Isaiah to himself, right, is meant to inspire us to not just care for people's spiritual needs, but also to make sure that we're spending time, right, as a parish community, as individuals, caring uh, for the material needs of others. So friends, as, um, as we think of this as a kind of spiritual asphalt, I was just examining myself and the parish in light of that. Are there, are there potholes in any of those three areas? Right? Are, there, are there potholes in, in the asphalt of our attentiveness to the Word of God? Are there potholes in the asphalt of, of how we're living out the dynamics of the mystical body? Right? Are there potholes in the asphalt of, of our attentiveness to the material uh, sufferings and needs of others. So as we prepare, you know, in five to ten years to replace uh, just uh, the parking lot, the, the asphalt of, of this parish, let's spend much more attention uh, in the next five to ten years of filling in this, the potholes of our spiritual asphalt, right? making sure that we're attentive to the Word of God, making sure that we're living out the dynamics of the mystical body, and living out our call to be liberators, right? our call to alleviate the material sufferings of others so that we can have as a parish a secure and stable 